0: To the Karis Podcast. We are so glad to be with you here today. My name is Katie Tuck and I'm here with Kim Nielsen and Amanda Hobart. And we are looking forward to a conversation today where we're going to pick Mrs. Hobart's brain on the satellite <laughs> classroom. She has worn many hats over the years since, since she's been with us at Karis. So we thought we could just glean some wisdom from her with her unique perspective. Um, so we will, um, we will start by giving Charlotte Mason's quote, which we've been framing this series around. Education is an atmosphere, a discipline, and a life. So before we start, um, Mrs. Hobert, Amanda, mm-hmm. <laughs> would you give us a little background about how you started at Karis and what your w- roles have been when your kids entered? Um, even just a general timeline would be great. And when you started teaching with us, and then how you got into admin and where you are today. Oh
1: boy. Okay, I'll try my best Lots here. That.
0: <laughs> We're gonna. There's gonna be a quiz later. All right. All right. Yeah, okay. you can give us one. <laughs> got it. Got it.
1: Um, So I started attending the school the first year it started in 2012. Um, At that time, my oldest was in first grade, and so I only had one kid at Karis. Um, And then in 2013 is when I first started actually working at Karis. I was the joyful discovery teacher. And um, before the podcast started, I was reminiscing with Kim and Katie. I don't exactly remember the exact pattern in what years I did what, (laughs) but I'll just give you a summary. Yeah, I've done Joyful Discovery, and I think that's how I started, and then there was a year where I was um, helping out in the combined first and second grade classroom, and then taught math and language arts for the second graders that year, and also did some more Joyful Discovery, and
2: then I think I... I think you did that two years, right? Did you do that one or two?
1: I think it was one. Okay. I know, it's hard for me that's to blurry. remember. Um, but then I did Joyful Discovery for maybe one or two more years, and then I transitioned to admin, Um and had different roles within the admin world and then last year I started teaching third grade and this year I'm teaching third grade again and I forgot the other part of your question Katie so
0: fun I think that was I think that, that was it that was yeah. okay question. nailed it yeah wonderful okay. jack wonderful. of all trades <laughs> jack of all trades yes and master of all exactly. uh, she's a true renaissance woman mm. actually will you give us your your background your educational background too
1: I sure I sure can I, I sure I'm sh- I sure can. Uh, so uh, I grew up in Northwest Iowa and then uh, went to college at the University of Northern Iowa. Woo-hoo! Can I give a fun fact here for a minute? Here we go. I actually met Zach Nielsen at my first college weekend, whatever, when I was a freshman. Oh my goodness. So yeah, that's pretty incredible. And Kim was on the phone with, with Zach. Zach.
2: When you met He was kind yeah. of the big man on campus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I that's have
1: true. been in... Kim and I have known each other for a very long time, so that's kind of fun. Anyway, went to UNI, graduated there, um, was on staff with the Navigators, which is a college ministry. And then uh, both my husband and I felt a, a call to uh, do seminary. And so my husband went to Reformed Theological Seminary in Orlando, and I worked at Wycliffe Bible Translators. And then I started to get a little jealous. And. Um, and uh, the seminary we went to had this wonderful deal for spouses and so I ended up going to seminary along with my husband and graduated with a master's of uh, arts degree in biblical studies and then um, have done college ministry kind of in and out but then after graduating from seminary we moved to Iowa City and that's when we started having children and so yeah That's kind of a summary of my educational background.
2: That's wonderful. And what brought you to Madison?
1: What brought me to Madison is a church plant. So uh, after a few years in Iowa City, we really did feel a call to church plant. um, And we started looking at different areas. And that's another story in itself. But uh, ended up connecting with the Nielsens and another family and moved to Madison 10 years ago almost 11 now
2: yeah yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah and helped uh start up the vine and then after a few years um joined with the Johnsons and planting Redeemer City Church
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah cool. yeah and as you guys were planting I remember meeting you both at the same time oh yeah I went to your house Kim
2: Is this in the backyard in the yes. backyard yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and there was a slip and slide and that's when I met the two of you for the first time yes Yes, I remember that too. And
2: Kitty's like, "Why don't we start a school?"
0: Yeah. Well, that was after I asked you what kind of books you read. I'm like, we're going to start a school. <laughs> and, and Kim God, Niel- Nielsen
1: said, and I quote: "I will not start another school."
0: I'm just saying. Just saying. Don't look at me. Yes. That, was that was the Holy Spirit. That was the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah! Great. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for that. Of course. So yeah. this you've got such a lovely background that you shared with us, this beautiful, rich background. And then you've been here for so long in so many roles. Mm-hmm. Um, could you maybe give us a couple of things that have stood out to you over the years just as a co-teacher? What have you learned as a co-teacher? You went from co-teaching one Mm -hmm. in first grade and then you had the two little ones. And then now, you know, then all three are here and you're co teaching them as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably backing off a little bit more as as they get older, but tell us some of the things that you would like to share. Hmm. Well,
1: I, and you definitely can chime in um, if you have any thoughts about this, but I have grown so much. Um, in my own education. Yeah. So, on a mm-hmm. very uh, personal level, I've grown so much in just understanding grammar, understanding math, understanding science, understanding history, and how it all points to Christ. Mm-hmm. I think um, the way I learned growing up, everything was very compartmentalized. Mm-hmm. Like, that was for school. Here's this. I remember getting Sunday school papers and putting them in my drawer because then I knew have to get ready for the week and then I have to do my real work um I didn't really see the connection and learning alongside my kids I am seeing the connection even in math do you hear me Especially even in, in math. math Especially <laughs>
0: in math. yes um, the world
2: is ordered it, it is, is. An ordered universe that and there's so many opportunities for like character development and developing your faith exactly. I think as you study math or other, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it's an easy subject or a difficult subject, but. Right.
1: Yeah. So I've grown so much in my own personal knowledge and understanding the world and how all of life is worship. It really Mm -hmm. is. Yeah. Um, And then I've also just grown in understanding, looking at my children as whole people. Mm -hmm. I think that there's a temptation, especially when we're co-teaching and we see the grades come in to teach for the grade whether um you're at home or helping a student review or going through their homework it is so tempting to just teach for the grade that you want at all costs to avoid the struggle but i can now say the struggle is so good Mm -hmm. and so um it's not like i love it in the midst of it but the fruit i have seen has been incredible so embracing the struggle is an important thing for me that i've learned and i've grown in
2: so Diving a little bit deeper into yeah, that because yeah. I think that's super important. I know your personality, mm-hmm. I know mine, mm-hmm. and I mean, both of us, and probably Katie as well, um, all of us would be tempted to, like, oh, how many points did you get? You know, like, that's a huge <laughs> yeah. temptation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've learned some about the grade book through you because of that, Amanda, that some things that it can wah, do. Wah. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, so we've, we've all grown in that. Mm -hmm. Um, I know some of us have children that struggle with that as well. And so what are some things that you've done, um, to remind yourselves of that truth, to remind yourself and then also your children? Like, have you walked through that and Mm -hmm. appreciating, Hey, this isn't about the grade, but it's that we learn and walking through the struggle. Um, mm-hmm. So do you have any tips for us? Okay. Well, most of my tips, I
1: hope that this is true, will be tied, first of all, to first beliefs. Mm-hmm. And the first belief in understanding grades is identity. And we can say it because we know it's the right Christian thing to say, my identity is in Christ. We, we know that's the right thing to say. But Monday through Friday is where it gets displayed, right? Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I think I've had to walk through the fact that my identity is not my kids performance and their identity is not in their performance. Mm -hmm. I've also had to think through, um, I'm an ambassador of Christ. Like second Corinthians says, I'm an ambassador of Christ. I want to tell my kids be reconciled to God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is the most important thing in my life. The grades are very secondary. I want them to grow in their love of knowledge, not so that they have a certain GPA, um, but so that they can grow their hearts to love the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. Now, when you come up, I think the original question, sorry, sometimes I digress, but the original question are any tips that you may have. And I think part of it is understanding that that's where your heart is going to go. Right. Yeah. Like I have an intense personality. I know that about myself and I know I'm going to try to get that grade or look at that grade as a defining thing. That's my temptation. Mm-hmm. And so if I know that, I can be praying and asking God to continually give me eyes. Sometimes I've realized that I want to rush in and fix it. So like if a bad grade comes in, my first reaction will be, let's fix it. And sometimes I can miss the process. And so, Mm -hmm. um, as I, I don't think this is a simplistic answer. I believe it's genuine. You need to pray. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when things come in and there's a bad grade, um, first of all, it doesn't define your child. It's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. And then third, there are some awesome conversations that can come from that. But if you go to the Lord first you can maybe ask questions rather than coming to it from a standpoint of, I need to fix this. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think too, like I have found some of the, that's where often the, the rich growth comes in, Mm -hmm. right. In whether it's a bad grade or a struggle or missed work or, and I loved what you said that I can, it's, it doesn't define my identity or my worth as a co-teacher. Um, or for me as an administrator or teacher as well. And I can put my, my identity in how well mm-hmm. either my kids are doing or students are doing or whatever. Um, so I think that that's a really good reminder. And then also that some of the struggle is what causes us to grow. And so sometimes it's after those hard assignments or bad grades or m- kind of botched assignments okay. or <laughs> projects Um, that I find my kids actually kind of listen and, and feel and like, oh, and there's fruit from it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so just those reminders that sometimes you have to walk through. I just showed, um, my anatomy and physiology students, this graphic, I wish we could pull it up on a podcast, but it doesn't work. Um, Mm -hmm. and it was like this little person, this little stick figure. And then it was the swamp of confusion Hmm. And then this pillar of understanding. And I just loved that picture that we, that's what learning is. And that's what growth is. Like oftentimes in our own like faith walk too, I go through a period where I feel confused or I feel more distant from God or whatever it is. And oftentimes it's those that teach me like I can trust him. I can depend on him. I can turn to him. I'm dependent Hmm. on him. And, and our learning is the same way. Like we have to go through that swamp of confusion, (laughs) (laughs) um, to get to understanding. And so, yeah, it's like another way of saying the, I feel like the verse
0: for the satellite classroom that has kind of been our theme, which I totally botched last time we talked was all discipline seems painful at the Mm -hmm. moment, but the end brings the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Mm -hmm. We sow what we reap, but all the discipline it feels heavy and we can feel despondent in the midst of it but we have to put in the good work in education to reap the benefit of that knowledge Um, and
2: character is such a big part of it um so yeah yeah i found too, um and i'd love to pick your brain with your third grade students as -hmm. well as co-teacher um so you've you have that different aspects but sometimes it's those stages where my kids like incrementally are like kind of taking more ownership, like little by little for themselves that those are, are kind of when it gets bumpy. And if I step in and try to fix, 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 I'm actually causing more problems for the future because I'm not letting them get stronger. And it's like, if I always pick up the weights, they're not going to get stronger and be able to carry it themselves. Mm -hmm. And so, Um, I know you've kind of worked through that as a co-teacher, but also as a third grade teacher. And I just wondered if you had any ideas with that. Like how do we, because the temptation is like, let me help you with that. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see you struggling. I want to step in and make it better. Mm -hmm. Right. And so how do we know like when to let our children struggle with something and how do we know when the struggle maybe is too great and they need encouragement, they need us to step in, they, they do need help? Mm-hmm.
1: Those are all really great questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think a lot of times, again, this goes back to knowing who you are. I think that there are some of us that jump in too quickly and there may be some of us who maybe are a bit more passive and need to jump in sooner. So um, what I'm going to say is probably more for my personality, where I have a tendency to jump in too quickly. So I think one of the things that's been helpful is when I start seeing a student continue to grow, and a lot of that comes from reading. So if you have a reader, there's a lot that they can start doing independently, and it's very good and very healthy. And even if they misread something and maybe miss a point or miss a few points, there's that's actually really good. They're learning to read with understanding and comprehension, and that's worth working on, right? So I think once they start reading, there's a, there's a great opportunity for being independent. It's a lot like riding a bike. So we all know the stages of training wheels and then guiding them with the seat. And then finally getting your hands off that seat and letting them try it and fall a couple times before mm-hmm. they are ready to ride. Mm-hmm. And I think we often have to look at that, especially in third grade, of different steps toward independence. And once they start reading, find ways, even if it's just a portion of the assignment, to get them used to working by themselves. And then maybe in a couple of weeks, say, now can you do half of the assignment on your own? Um, Again, all of this kind of depends on what the assignment is, the subject, what the teacher's instructions are. I say that, of course, with all of that in mind. But really, you need to start thinking through, what are some ways that my student can grow so that from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, there is growth and in independence?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, And sometimes I would say, over the years. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't remember if I was talking to you about this or someone else, Katie. Um, but just now that I have older kids, right. I used to, I think I used to measure growth in like months and a year, right? Like a school year. And I wanted to see all this measurable growth. Mm -hmm. Um, and now that I'm so old, (laughs) (laughs) um, I realized that some of that fruit takes years to develop not a and I don't want to say that as a discouragement that's to be an encouragement mm-hmm. like um to persevere and to keep going and for for patience I'm probably more similar to you where I can I can want to step in and be to you know um fix things mm-hmm. um see the growth um and that's really good but I I think looking back there are times where I um I wish I would have just had more patience Mm -hmm. or like, it's fine if you get a 15 out of 20 or a 10 out of 20 for this season. And we're going to go back to it. We're going to keep making sure we get the material. Um, But, but yeah, just to some of that growth takes a while to develop and in years and you're wanting to see them develop skills and not just content i want mm-hmm. the content but i mm-hmm. also want those skills um to develop us as, as they grow
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah that's good um katie can yeah. i ask one more question yes absolutely Katie's supposed to be to the tip. one asking questions <laughs> no, but no, i keep thinking of please new please questions do. i want to <laughs> talk to you guys about <laughs> um so um i guess when I would love to hear because we all have a little bit older kids Mm -hmm. um, is a a lot of our families have younger kids and so if you could go back now that you know what you know now um, with what they're doing in the older kids or just right you have a different perspective um, going back and talking to your I don't know how many years five seven ten years ago Mm -hmm. self as a co-teacher what are some things that you would say if you can't talk to yourself you could say you know how would you talk to some encourage some of those younger co-teachers with younger kids maybe thinking okay (laughs) uh give us while you're thinking, mm-hmm. I will say. So my oldest is twelfth grade. So mm-hmm. I've got twelfth, tenth, eighth, sixth, mm-hmm. this year. Amanda, you have ninth, seventh, fifth. Okay, Katie, I have eighth, fifth, and third. Okay, and we've all done the we've all done classical education from kindergarten mm-hmm. with our oldest. Mm-hmm. So it's been a while, and Karis again. Again, my oldest was fourth, but we did a university model before that. And Mm -hmm. so most of our child's education has been in this model Mm -hmm. or all. Mm -hmm. I think I would
1: say to myself 10 years ago, five years ago, um, it's okay. Mm. Mm -hmm. It sounds very broad, I know. But I was one that. I think I think I was a little intense. I okay, I'm really intense. <laughs> but um I was I was a bit intense and um I think I was really concerned about my kids knowing what they needed to know and I maybe held on to things pretty closely. And now that I have seen the growth, I understand how much more beautiful classical education is. Mm -hmm. I've actually become more and more a fan of classical education. What brought me to the school is probably more of the community, Mm -hmm. the model, and the fact that it was a Christian school. Mm -hmm. But the more I understand classical education, the more I just enjoy learning and to establish My children, my heart is to establish them to become followers of Christ and lifelong learners. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so if I, I think if I would have had a more, I guess, a bigger view of what God really can be doing through education, I would probably pry my fingers off of some of the things I held so tightly to because I thought it was pretty ultimate at the time. Hmm. Yeah.
0: That's good. That's good. Yeah. I have been thinking about, um, we've had this little conversation before, but I've been thinking about encouragement and how to encourage my kids, how to encourage the people around me. And sometimes I just need to take courage um, and have the skill of being able to encourage my own self. So I think Martin Lloyd-Jones was the one who said, we just so, so many of our problems are because we instead of listening um, to ourselves we need to be talking to ourselves and giving ourselves the truth because we've said this before but it's i mean it's very true our hearts are deceitful and mm-hmm. wicked and i will delve into self-pity and de- you know despair unless i need to stretch my muscles and to be able to encourage myself. However, we need one another too. We're in mm-hmm. a community and we need to link arms and we're in this unique model where we can do that. It's been a difficult year, obviously, and probably probably a lot of us have needed to grow in the learning how to take courage ourselves. Um, but I think, it, yeah, that that is a big deal. And then for our kids, as they're walking through some of these harder things, these whether it's growing in independence, whether it's um, growing in virtue, whether it's difficult, you know, siblings or peers, whatever it is that our kids go through, we can encourage them with the courage that we've been given, but even teach them as they grow older, how to give themselves encourage, how to take courage themselves. So um Second Corinthians one four is what I've been thinking of. He comforts us so that we're able to comfort others. I think that is encouragement too, because you know we we are encouraged and then we give that to others as well and we, we pour out. So as I think about my older self or you think about things like that, um, you know, it's like take courage, take courage because he is there, he is in control and you've got this community of people who care for you who care for your kids who want to link arms with you um yeah look to the older you know older co-teachers or the ones in older grades too who do want to link arms with you and would be more than happy to um yeah partner with you if you're walking through something difficult um, and people in admin your state your teacher you're know, more than happy to do that but some of it is we just I think we're just going to need to teach ourselves how to be courageous yeah.
2: and move forward. Um, I love that. I was thinking of um, Hebrews, as you we were talking, Hebrews 13, 3, 13 and 14 says, But exhort one another every day, as long as it's called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Mm. For we have come to share in Christ, if we indeed hold our original confidence firm to the end. Mm. Um, and... Yeah, just there is a deceitfulness of sin that, um, you know, my, my, my circumstance or my day or whatever it is, is like, is king, (laughs) you know, Um, or is special. um, um, And so I think it's, it's, it has been beautiful over the years to just be able to encourage one another. And in that, I love what you said of just, um, yeah. my husband calls it, we need to preach to ourselves more than we listen to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so I love that the encouragement is not just random, like you're doing a great job. No, it's you're going to yeah. make it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's truth. Like I have to fix my mind on truth, mm-hmm. um, so that I see with a proper perspective. Yes. Um, yeah. And I have loved having you all or other teachers or, um, you know, my husband to just, I still on those hard days, it's like, sometimes I do hear like the encouragement that you guys have given or the wisdom that you've given. And that's what I can use as like a truth or something to, to go by. Mm -hmm. So yeah, for me, it's it's similar, like enjoy the process. I think, Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I miss the, pr- the process and enjoying the process because I so want the end and um, I want to see the fruit and you get, it's good to be passionate, but I think just remembering to have patience and to be joyful mm-hmm. in the process and some of the really micro managing, I'm mean, not that it's not important, but right. it Over the long haul, it's, it's more about the heart and the process, I think, than, you know, whether I did, I don't. Know, this, I can mess with our curriculum all the time, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I want to make yeah. it, things better. And I'm, um, I called myself a tweaker and Monty was like, don't say that. It, I guess it has a bad connotation. <laughs> so naive, I guess I like, too, I like, I okay. like to <laughs> tweak, <laughs> Do to? I like to tweak things. Maybe that's better, but I can do that with my kids and, um, I miss, yeah, the joy mm. of where they're at and where we're at and just the process. Um, Amanda, I'm going to put you on the spot. This is one of the things that you've said before that always run, that I feel like I've taken and it's really helped me in truth. Um, and you got it from a seminary perf- pers- professor, I can't say professor, <laughs> <laughs> professor. <laughs> um and it was about ministry. But I think that right we we do view this as ministry, right? I view parenting as discipleship and this is my primary ministry. It's my most important one. Um and so do you know which one I'm talking about do fruit? Can do? Yeah. Okay, can yeah. you give it?
1: Yeah, this was from a professor Dr. McKenzie who passed away just a few years ago and uh he actually knew Einstein whoa that's awesome um he said you don't do ministry for the fruit you do it because you love Jesus yeah and um, it was one of those moments when he spoke that I knew something happened like something dropped when I heard that Mm -hmm, and I realized this is a truth that I'm going to need for the rest of my life Mm. and Yeah. That's the quote. It's, you don't do ministry for the fruit. You do it because you love Jesus because sometimes the fruit, the measurable fruit isn't there. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just moving forward knowing you've been faithful. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think that's such a good reminder for the satellite classroom Mm -hmm. because again, sometimes I, I do think we've seen fruit. I mean, I can see fruit in my kids again over the years. It's, it's a little easier to measure. I think if you can look over years, I see holistically as our school and our older kids, things developing in them that I really love and am excited about. So I do think God has blessed us with a, abundant fruit. Um, but on those hard days, hard years, um, sometimes it's hard to measure and see. So I, I agree like that for me has kind of carried me through, mm-hmm not just the satellite classroom other, but I think it's, it's part of that, right? Cause I can so want to see fruit that I put pressure on myself and my kids. Right.
0: I was thinking just even as you said that it, it does seem like it releases you. It can give, give you freedom to have more joy in the process if you're letting go of, um, just seeing the result all the time. Um, so yeah don't don't mishear us like we you know like you said we do see fruit and we do we do look for things like Mm -hmm. that um, especially as admin and teachers but in the same sense you know when we believe you started out Amanda by saying um, how you have loved learning and I I feel the same way loved learning how all truth is God's truth how it's Mm -hmm. integrated into all these subjects it's not separate you know his The gospel and truth and wisdom is not separate that we learn on Sundays um, or scriptural wisdom. is not separate from what we learn in education because it's his truth. There's nothing new under the sun. He's created all things with order. He's created all things good. And what an encouragement that is, what a joy it is to be released to share that with our kids. Um, So I have so much to grow in, in that area. Mm -hmm. However, when I'm reminded of that, um, it's just an encouragement to be free to enjoy my kids and, mm-hmm. and that satellite yeah. classroom um, and to pursue more for them um, in education and their love of learning as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so <laughs> as we um, move forward maybe i'll we'll get ask you some specific questions if if you don't mind um and if you have any other things you'd like to share with us i feel like again your unique perspective just gives us lots of uh lots of wisdom your eyes are going like well <laughs> <laughs> it's true what do it's true <laughs> we want to hear from
2: mrs holbert um <laughs> sorry <laughs> Kim was I gonna went. say something go ahead <laughs> but it's i don't know if it's important but I was listening to my husband and his conversation with his friend and his friend was saying, no, I, I don't want you to say I'm wise or give wise advice. I'm just musing. And he used the term as like, I like to muse. Like it's basically, <laughs> and I was like, I think that's what we do together often is like we're sharing, not like you're trying to share wise advice, but like we're digesting a like a idea, idea, yeah, a right. topic, a truth, and uh, so I'm like, I like that muse. That so sounds more Amanda, creative than you external could, processing. You, yeah, I'm a verbal processor. <laughs> yeah, so you yeah, to muse I'm out mu- loud? I want you to muse out loud. Muse out loud. <laughs> yes. Okay. About
0: math. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Um. So, being familiar as you are with the classroom, with mm-hmm. classical education, mm-hmm. um, I know that as your kids get older, you will, and you have encountered subjects and um, different things like Latin, in Latin. Did you take Latin growing <laughs> no. up? Yeah, no. So, <laughs> so you have encountered some of these subjects like, like me, like I have encountered. and mm-hmm. I really don't know what I'm talking about. My, my kid needs my help. Um, how do you do that? Well, how do you walk next to your student walk along with them and I feel like that's when our hats start to change. We mm-hmm. move a little bit from being co-teacher to cheerleader or tutor or not even tutor, probably just encourager. Um, right. Share a little bit about how you've done that. You mean instead of doing the fake? I want to see if you know. <laughs> <laughs> good
2: Show strength. me what yeah. you think that is. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I think that this is... Um, you know how we started off? I don't even remember when this came up, but Kim, I think you referred to something about not just the knowledge of facts, but skills. Mm-hmm. And so um, I use those opportunities to talk through the skill of how to navigate things that you're unsure about how to navigate. Okay. Yeah. So I don't necessarily come in because at that point, they don't necessarily need me to be the expert in physics or the expert in Latin, what they need is help figuring out how to get to the next place. And so sometimes I'm not that next place. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's helping my kids craft an email to their teacher saying, I'm unsure about page 157, number six. I feel like it should be the genitive case and not the nominative. Can you help? Like, there's a skill in knowing how to ask questions to the right person. And so I feel like that's where my transition has been, is moving from being the one who has the answers to a person to help them figure out how to get the answers. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. I see you do this in third grade, too, with them sometimes, even as their teacher, of, like, what are their skills that they're going to need in the future, and Mm -hmm. how do we start taking little steps? You know, whether that's math or Latin, or I don't know why we always use math and Latin as, like, our difficult (laughs) subjects. (laughs) Science. It could be language arts. It could be spelling for different kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, different kids are different. Um, But how do you see some of those steps? Or maybe, like, what are things... um, that we can help our kids grow in to help them with maybe those more difficult things or when they Mm -hmm. don't know. So asking good questions. Mm -hmm. Um, are there any others that you can think of that you think of developing? Yeah. I think
1: how to study is another thing. How to, this sounds funny, but how to even read a textbook. Yeah. Um, our writing with ease curriculum, we do so much thinking through like what are the main points articulate back in two to three thoughts. That is hard mm-hmm. for our culture, right? Because we just want to say whatever we think, whenever we think it. And to step into writing with ease and say, now summarize in just two to three sentences, that's hard. Yeah. Um, but I'm thinking of, you know, how do you read a book? How do you know before your mind starts going to another place? How do you know what you're going to read? How do you pre-read? How do you post-read? I think that that's, that's an important thing to keep in mind too.
2: Um, Like what are you looking for? Yes. And then post reading would be like, tell me what was the most important. Right. Narrating back. Mm -hmm. But pre-reading a lot of it would be like, okay,
1: where do you think, what, what is the main thought of this chapter? What are the supporting thoughts? Mm -hmm. Can you find the main, after you read that paragraph, can you articulate back what you just read? i think some of that is really really helpful in understanding how to make next steps and also i think study skills are really important um how to make flashcards? how to include a parent or another sibling and being quizzed over things how do you continually build so you're not cramming stuff do you guys remember that feeling like yeah. oh the night before a test and you'd be like oh i gotta get this stuff in my head mm-hmm. but if you do it progressively how you become more proficient in understanding it and really master it in a different way than when you're shoving it in your brain mm-hmm. the night before and panicking.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I was I was just talking to some of my students about we actually it's a navigator tool of like how do you fully grasp the word of God? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but I started thinking it's the same kind right it's a truth. It's just a truth and And the same truth of like, how do we grasp God's word is like how we grasp any truth. And so I can be a lazy studier. um, And if I just read something, again, it works better if you could see my hand. But um, if you just read something, maybe that's like trying to pick up a pencil with your pinky. Right. Mm -hmm. So it kind of works, um, but it's not master it's not very deep and then you know if you could reread something take notes on it or highlight or mark up a book as you're reading it that might be the next step right that's a little deeper knowledge um and then maybe you um write out your questions or form a chart or do your flashcards you know um speaking it back you know you're just kind of I would say the best grasp would be, like, now I have to teach it (laughs) to someone. Um, And so, again, there's things that we can do to help our kids, not just be like, oh, I got it. Yeah, I I studied. I looked over my stuff. Um, But it sounds like you're saying, like, we we want to help them find, like, deeper ways um, to not just have kind of that brief memory of it, or I cram and forget mm-hmm. but I want I want to it to become who part of me mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so I want to master it so I remember it it's mm. yeah. good
0: I am wondering if you have any other suggestions for our co-teachers um, let's say they're entering Keris or they've just been here for a little while um, as encouragement whether it be resources that you'd share or... Um, Maybe things that you wish you'd had known or, um, give us some of your wisdom, Mrs. Hobart.
1: Okay. (laughs) I have some notes that I wrote down because I knew this question was coming. Um, okay. I lost it. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. That's all
0: right. (laughs) Can you repeat the question? (laughs) Give us your wisdom. Share your brain with us. Thanks. If okay. you were coming yeah. in, um, yes. okay. in to Karis, what is something that you wish you would have known or that you would say would be a really big bolstering and piece of encouragement? Um, your time with
1: the Lord matters. Mm. Yep. That's good. That's good. It sounds very basic, but it is so true. Like spending time in his word, reading books that encourage you and your love for him, praying and asking God to show you, give you direction. That stuff's real. It's not just the Sunday school answer that we're supposed to say. It is real. Mm -hmm. And so, um, folks, we're in February, entering March. We're in the coldest time (laughs) of the year. Mm -hmm. It's hard on some co-teachers right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you're going to run for something, Mm -hmm. right? There's going to be something you're going to want because all of us are feeling tight right now. So we could run to TV, maybe wine, maybe extra food. There are so many places we'll run. You, as I get older, the more I understand how important it is to be in his word and to really think about how to build my life in him. So it may sound very simple, but it is is—it is the biggest encouragement I think I could give our co-teachers right now. Spend time in his word. Mm-hmm. Pray. Confess. Prayer, prayer is important, but I think so many times we pray about things and ask God for things. But we spend very little time. Train scriptures back to him, praising him, mm-hmm. yeah. telling him things we're thankful for, mm-hmm. and confessing mm-hmm. when we have
0: done something wrong. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really good, Amanda.
0: Sometimes when I feel like I'm at the end of my rope and I'm feeling like I, not, I do not want to go to the word and I do not want to pray, which can be often because it's a mirror. It shows us our own mm-hmm. sinfulness, right? Or, or if feel you like sometimes I write out the Lord's prayer. Um, as I re- and then kind of write in my prayer request alongside of it and oh, it's I like a that. good That's practice good. for me to remember how to do it it's a crutch it's a tool that I will always go back to it's mm-hmm. good but it's a it's a place to start when you're feeling pretty discouraged I think
2: so mm-hmm. I think what I lo- love about your answer too it's like that first things first right? yeah. yeah and, yep. and it's Absolutely. about our hearts it's We can do lots of things, but if our hearts are in the wrong place, then that's the fruit that we're going to bear, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I love making sure your heart is right. And then where do we go for wisdom, Mm -hmm. right? So I, each child is different. I, you know, each co-teacher is different. There's a lot of wisdom and discernment that needs to happen. And it's easy to go to other places for that wisdom and discernment, but I need to go to the Lord for my wisdom.
1: Mm Mm-hmm
2: because
0: nothing's neutral there's nothing out there that's neutral okay yeah and Mm -hmm. so if we're not going there and reconnecting our hearts to the truth they're going to be drawn the other direction Mm -hmm. and it plays out in our lives Um, I've seen that more and more as I've gotten older and been convicted more and more Mm -hmm. of that and and my husband says, too, like when we gather as believers in, in a community and we're in the word, it brings us back to reality. Mm-hmm. Um, that is our reality. It's the gospel. It's the truth of God's word. It's um, the order of creation. And we need to remember that because I, I read recently, and I think some of our students read the Screwtape Letters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would highly recommend that one because mm-hmm. it is a great window into what what is actually happening I think in the spiritual world we're trying to be drawn to something else but um yeah it's a good good reminder Amanda thank you Mm -hmm. you're welcome thank (laughs) you for those
1: truths too I mean you've always Katie and Kim both of you have just pointed me to truth over and over again and I think that that's the other component too fellowship is really important Mm -hmm. and you want to put people in your lives who will spur you on toward love and good deeds. Yeah. Spur your love for Christ. Mm-hmm. So thank you for being that for me. You too.
0: Yeah. yeah most definitely. definitely. That's great. Um, is there anything else that you could share with us that, uh, I feel like I could ask you three million <laughs> <laughs> questions right now, but,
1: um, yeah, I can share just a couple. I'm sorry, were you going to ask a real, like an, another question? I don't want to jump in if you're. No,
0: do ask. you have like pointers? Is that what you're going to share? Something else? I can share some pointers. No, share what you're going to say.
1: I was just going to say, like. Move
0: with the spirits.
1: Like, I know that things right now, some people may be doing really great. And if you are doing, just having a wonderful time teaching at home and enjoying this time in life, I just want to say, keep going. But some of you may be having a really hard time right now. Mm. And I want to encourage you to please continue to go to him in, in his word and through prayer, but also to have somebody around that you can talk to, somebody who will point you in the right direction. So mm-hmm. somebody that will spur you on toward love and good deeds. I, I know I'm kind of repeating myself right now, but I think it's really easy to maybe dwell <laughs> in some of these these hard things and it's important to feel them and lament and to cry out to the Lord but make sure you have some friends or some people around you who can really be praying for you um, and remember
2: that your kids are people mm-hmm. yeah they are real people who need Jesus who Need Jesus, <laughs> yeah. yep, yep. Yeah. and we can't change their hearts I think that's the other thing. It's right. just remembering like you can't change your child's heart. Um, I can't force them to pay attention. Um, but there are some ways that we can bless them, encourage them, be mm-hmm. faithful. Um, and yeah, I love that you said we, we pray for one another and um, invite people to do that. I think that's one thing that I've really learned from you mm-hmm. is not just you don't just say, oh, I'll pray for you you're like, let's pray right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, yeah for um, sure. But yeah, prayer like has been essential um, in my life and in my children's life, I know. So mm-hmm. I think um, you've lived that really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our kids
0: look to what we're looking to. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we're looking to him, looking for help, being honest about needing help, they're going to see that too. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Were you
1: going to say practical pointers, like things you wanted me to share? Ideas? I was
0: wondering if you would share that, but keep going if you have other things you to share. I can, sh- I can share, share a
1: couple things. I don't know what we have for time, but I can share a couple things. Anytime that you can do a little bit of work the night before. Oh, so helpful. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I didn't even have to finish my sentence. <laughs> so helpful. Um, But you can sense because sometimes kids can come home feeling overwhelmed. Don't push it then, of course, but it does give a bit of perspective if there's one subject done. It it brings a lightness to the following day. Mm -hmm. The second thing, sometimes changing locations helps. I know we're in the middle of COVID, so that's not as practical, but sometimes even locations within your home. Atmosphere does matter, and so sometimes if they've been struggling sitting at the kitchen table, maybe they need to go move to a coffee table just for a little bit and get a new perspective or go read in their bed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Something different to change it up.
2: Can you share too, I, you, again, your kids are older now, but yeah. I remember um, you used to have, like you did most of the satellite day, but you had your husband, Nate, do like a subject or two. Sometimes Did you read history? Did he read history with the kids sometimes? Sometimes he would. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I think that has helped too. Or sometimes, um, it's funny, my role now is listening. So I listen to poem recitations or presentations <laughs> or I proofread. It's yeah. a different role. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it's helpful to have my husband do some of the drilling of facts or... Um, listening to presentations because their dad is really important to them too and he's part of their lives as their education and so um, yeah Kim I've done that a couple of times Nate did enjoy reading history sometimes Um, yeah
2: I have one more specific question Um, as a teacher what would you like to share with co-teachers So you're a co-teacher and you've been talking from co-teacher perspective. But as a teacher, do you have any things that you're like, hey, I think teachers would like you to know this.
1: We love your kids. (laughs) We are for your kids.
2: Mm.
1: We are blessed to be able to be in their lives. And um, this is why we teach, right? It's it's. It is a blessing and a calling to be able to be a part of these children's lives for one year.
0: <laughs> I'm going to cry. We have and the best be teachers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, just, I'm getting a little bit clumped up yeah, again,
1: but, yeah. We have the honor of being involved in their lives and pointing them to Jesus through all these subjects. It is It is a pleasure to be in a role where we get to say, you know how all of this fits in with the gospel mm-hmm. do you understand what we're talking about here it is exciting so um we may not do everything perfectly um i definitely do not do everything Except perfectly you're practically perfect <laughs> that's not true <laughs> <laughs> you guys tease me about that all the time um i i make many mistakes but and I know teachers, our teachers are not perfect either, but they do. They love the Lord and they love your kids.
2: Yeah. I think that's a great perspective because right then it changes how I interact with my kids' teachers. Because mm-hmm. they love my kids too. Mm-hmm. And so when there's conflict or something, right, we, we come together on that because we're both looking for the same thing.
0: I think we've said this in the past. um, On the podcast but one thing that i've been so grateful for with our teachers is that not only are they speaking into my kids lives when it comes to education they're actually they're for my kids yes but they're seeing virtue grow they're seeing growth in virtue Mm there's they're they're catching things that i don't see inside that classroom Mm -hmm. um they are partnering with me as a co-teacher as a parent to help my kids grow in the Mm -hmm. knowledge and love of the Lord. And so um, that's my primary goal as parent. But our teachers are walking alongside us doing that, seeing things that we're not seeing. We've got this lovely perspective and just that knowledge of um, somebody to link arms with in a very specific way. I'm so grateful for that. And Mm -hmm. I've learned so much. And my kids are is so so much better off having had that in their Mm -hmm. lives and so very grateful and for our community too i would say our teachers but also fellow co-teachers um i know a lot of us have really missed co-teacher coffees but i think there's other ways that we've been able to get together or can get together and and if you haven't been able to do that or reach out i would just encourage people to really try to do that we had we did have a podcast on um community as Mm -hmm. well but um but it is, it's such a big deal um, everywhere, but mm-hmm. here too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, thank you. Yeah. Anything else do you want to share? <laughs> You're looking at my
2: little Your notes. Amanda, <laughs> I love it. She has um, I notes, it's not a typed list. But it's a list, like a grocery list. Grocery list, list <laughs> grocery list. It's <laughs> not on a post it. And it's, it's not, not, a post-it, not on a post it. But Mr. It's, Hoffman, it's two not on a sides with that? pretty small <laughs> writing. This is
1: probably lack of planning. Hindsight's I 2020. Don't think so. I probably should have just used a notebook sheet of paper instead of a grocery list paper. I
2: love that you're <laughs> using the thing. grocery it's list good. of paper. <laughs> um, I I do
1: have something I was thinking would be a good thing to share. I think sometimes when we have emotions running high in our house, um, there's a tendency to want to fix the situation right away Hmm. instead of getting through the moment and praying. And so I do think there's value for your kids watching you, seeing you pray. Um, And then um, giving it some time and going back, maybe day, two days, three days later, and say, what would you have done differently knowing what you know now what you are experiencing now what truths would you go back and tell yourself Hmm. and I think that sometimes we let those teachable moments go because we're just so thankful to be done with it
0: yeah yeah
1: um but it's really important to go back and say what would you tell yourself if
2: you could sure yeah two three days ago I can I add something to that That of course so good something is happening oh tables are being brought down um sorry if you heard that if not there's this crashing noise (laughs) um so anyway I got a little distracted I think with that I'm thinking from teacher's perspective or right my tendency wanting to fix it is to go directly immediately maybe to your classroom teacher or right if my Child struggling with an assignment or something like I bet I could fix this and and going directly right away Um, but it was a as you were talking it was like that's a good reminder for me as co-teacher as well and what I would like to see for our teachers is just have people hey don't come when your emotions are high like don't stuff things but like maybe hang on to it and maybe it's not something that's that that was the assignments fault or the project's fault or how things were communicated but maybe it was just high emotions in your own heart or your child's heart or and sometimes that takes it does take time to figure out and I know I've gone too quickly before and it's like hey if I probably just let that sit it'll it kind of works its way out or I have more clarity of what actually was the the crux of the issue
1: Can I piggyback off that? On Class Reach, there is an option where you can save and exit your emails. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that will get saved to your drafts folder. And I would say any difficult email you send, put it in that drafts folder. Wait a bit and go back and reread it and see if you can reword something. If there's something that maybe you don't quite feel again, you can change that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just helpful to have some time before
0: sending that email. Yeah, it's the twenty-four hour rule. I was just talking mm-hmm. to some young young people at our church in my small group, and they're talking about that for work too. It's like I've I've learned that the best thing to do when emotions are high or just let it sit in my draft box for twenty-four hours, mm. and and then move forward. So it's a good principle <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much for spending time with us today, Amanda. Thanks for having me. Um, we do have one more question though, which oh, is yeah. you <gasps> need to give us a recommendation. <laughs> But you have to go first because Kim and I need to think of ours. Okay. Can it be a place? You can be anything you want.
1: Okay. So get this, you guys. Within reason. There is a coffee shop in between the Vine and Monona Oaks. Now, right now (laughs) is not the best time, but it's called True Coffee. It's still a good time to go. Don't get me wrong. But... In the warmer months, they have the back opened and you can sit on Adirondack chairs. Is that how you pronounce that word? I've never been a master of pronouncing that. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) And sit by the water and get a coffee and read. And then they have a green space so kids can run around. There's forage there. It's (gasps)
2: green? It's going to be green Green. again?
1: It will will come. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, it's a great location and it's in between both places for our school. And so, like, if you're running, carpool... It's a great place to just kind of stop and grab a coffee mm-hmm. or meet somebody and have some coffee outside if
0: that's where what you want to do. It's great. It's a good one. It's a very good one. Do you have one? I have one if you don't. Go ahead, Katie. Okay. You're making me hungry. I guess it's thirsty <laughs> because it's a coffee <laughs> shop, but it made me think of um, – I went yesterday. Have you heard of La Baguette? Well, oh, yes. In, mm-hmm. uh, by the West Town Mall. Mm-hmm. It's a little French – is it a patisserie or is it a, like a little? It's got patisserie. all kinds. Patisserie. Okay, yes, thank you. <laughs> we Laverie. need Zach, Yeah, we need Mrs. Gorski to come and say, <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> you did a great job. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, she would
2: probably do better. Yeah, yeah for sure.
0: <laughs> but they, it's a uh, true French, like somebody from France, Paris, mm-hmm. right? Who's a, a chef, and they have these delightful, all the things they've got. Mm. I don't even want to say any of it. I'll just, put, you say it. The, chocolate croissant <laughs> <Pins laughs> chocolat. chocolat. yeah that Ooh, yeah or croque monsieur
2: oh I don't know that oh it's like a ham and
0: cheese sandwich oh, yeah, but yeah, with yeah, like yeah. the cheese on top yep. and then all of the yummy tarts and things like that so I would highly recommend going over there and picking up some things it's a little locally run shop so it's always a good time to support those as well
2: mm-hmm. fun um mine's very different and this sounds a little self-serving but I was thinking of podcasts and our church Zach started my husband Zach started a podcast the Vine Madison podcast I don't even know it's called Vine Church um um but the last few times he's t- just had um just uh, various authors and professors from different seminaries on and the last few I just think have been really helpful about like worldview and the world that our kids are growing up in so the last one was on there's one on suffering and how we walk with people through suffering um this week's was um with a professor at Wheaton I believe um who just talked about like worldview and how you engage the world basically w- with the gospel and how you talk through it and how philosophy and worldview kind of intersect. Um, but the one before that, um, we, um, again, sexuality is a big kind of conversation in our, in our culture, especially for our older kids in the world that they're kind of going into. Um, and he talked to a professor who has, same has always had same sex attraction and has chosen singleness and celibacy and they just had this really cool conversation about why and then how you talk through that in our culture and um so anyway i think there's just especially for our parents with older students who are getting into more you know cultural topics and worldview issues it could be a great resource and encouragement um Maybe I should figure out what the actual podcast is called. I'm <laughs> if, sure, yeah. You if you search the Vine, the Vine Church, Church right. podcast. Yeah, right. um, but anyway, um, that would be my
0: recommendation. Okay.
2: All right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, Mrs.
0: Nielsen. Thanks, Mrs. Hobert. It was great to chat with you all today. And thank you, Karis families, for listening. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.